hello hello welcome back guys welcome back to episode 17 of sports with jesus sports we talk about sports wit it's uh, gets witty you know we talk we do intelligent wordplay jesus is my middle name jesus is our lord and savior the Lord of all lords, the God of all gods, the King of all kings, man. Let's go. Welcome back to Sports with Jesus. Let's get it, man. So today, so yesterday was a huge day when it comes to New York baseball. Yesterday, we took a look at the future and what it holds for us. And boy, 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 oh boy. Let me tell you, it's looking bright, man. It's looking bright. The New York Mets... Uh, they called up one of their top prospects, Ronnie Mauricio. The New York Yankees, they called a couple. They called up a couple of their top prospects, Austin Wells, lefty hitting catcher, Jason Dominguez, switch hitting outfielder. Oh my goodness, what a day it was for New York baseball yesterday! And we're gonna get all into it. We're gonna get right into it, guys. Thanks for coming and thanks for tuning in, man, to episode 17 of Sports with Jesus. Let's get it. We're going to talk about the New York Mets, man. Let's go. Before I get into the New York Mets, I just want to say, you know, this episode is a is a couple hours late. Um, last night I was watching all the games, you know, I was pretty pissed off. That uh, both of the games were on streaming services. The Mets game was on Apple TV. Pathetic. Pathetic. The Yankee game was on Amazon Prime. Pathetic. Pathetic, man. That just shows you everything is becoming digital now these days, man. Slowly but surely, the everything is becoming digital, man. I, this cable is very expensive. And you telling me I can't watch every game of the New York Mets or the New York Yankees? Like, come on, man. You got to be kidding me. It's ridiculous. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, we're here. And we're going to talk about the Mets, baby. We're going to talk about the Mets in their last game against the Seattle Seattle Mariners, one of the hottest teams in the league, currently tied uh, for first place in the AL West division. But let's get it, man. The Mets come in. To this game, winning off of a off of a hit by pitch from DJ Stewart, man. The last game that they won uh, against the Rangers, hit by pitch, and uh, pretty pretty crazy. Um, Mets ace Kodai Senga, Kodai Senga on the mound, man. Our most consistent pitcher ever, you know, since he's debuted. Man is just a horse. He's just a horse, and by far the best offseason acquisition. By the New York Mets, you know, this offseason. And, uh, you know, we're talking about they got Justin Verlander. They got Tommy Pham. You know, they got a couple other guys in the offseason. But Kodai Senga, let me tell you, was the best offseason acquisition, hands down. No question, man. My man has started 26 games. He's got a record of 10-7. and seven. He's got a 3.17 ERA. Uh, he's got 136 innings pitched, 164 strikeouts. Such a stud, man. He's having a great season, man. Great season. He should be in the line for uh, NL Cy Young, man. Like, for real. He should be in the in the running for NL Cy Young. You know, especially after this game because he threw a, he threw a gem. 
You know, after this Mariner game, he threw a gem. You know, he had 10 Ks after six innings. Um, you know, the Mets ended up winning this game two to one. JP Crawford. Um, JP Crawford hit a solo home run to get the to get the scoring on the board off of Kodai Senga. But uh, you know, Kodai Senga bounced back and he went seven strong innings. Oh my god, he, he had a he had a wonderful game. He went seven strong innings, five he gave up five hits, one run, two base on balls. And he had 12 Ks, man. 12 strikeouts. Stop playing with him. Stop playing with him, man. Let's hear it for Kodai Senga, man. The Mets ace. You know what I'm talking about? I'm proud to call this guy my ace. I'm really proud to call him an ace. He's just a stud, man. He's just a stud. Throws 98. Got a killer ghost fork. Nasty slider. The man is just, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. You know, and uh, towards the end of his... Towards the end of his uh, his night, he's got in, he got into some trouble. He got into some trouble. He got into some trouble, and let me tell you, this guy st- struck out five players in the last two innings with men in scoring position. With men in scoring position, he got five strikeouts. He had men on second and third. He struck out three straight guys to get out of the inning, man, to get out of the inning. Three straight guys, man, to get out of the inning. And it was just it was just a masterful pitching display by Kodai Senga yesterday. Nemo hit his 20th home run of the season off of uh, Logan Gilbert, who before that retired nine straight, you know? He, uh, he retired nine straight. Vogelback hits a uh, Vogelback uh, hit a fly ball to center field, which was kind of a was which was gonna give the Mets the lead, but you know uh, who we got out there? We got J Rod out there making great plays. Julio Rodriguez making plays out there in center, but the Mets, you know, pretty pretty low scoring game. Mets were able to win this two to one. After Daniel Vogelback hit a go-ahead signal. A go-ahead single. He had a go-ahead single to take the lead. Two to one. Drew Smith comes in. He picks off. You know, he got a pick off off of the leadoff hitter that he walked. He got a pick off. Mets win. Two to one. In conclusion, you know, absolute gen. From Kodai Senga, proud to call him the ace of the New York Mets. Absolute stud. You read you you read his uh his stats, seven innings pitch, five hits, one run, twelve Ks. And you know, the reason this game is so special is because the Mets called up one of their top prospects, Ronnie Mauricio, from AAA. He they put him to bat ninth and they put him at second base. Originally, He's a shortstop, but the man is just a freak of nature, man. He's 6'3", 166 pounds. He's a switch hitter, and he throws right. Um, he's the 90th prospect, according to MLB.com. He's the number four prospect in the Mets organization. Uh, the Mets signed him as an international free agent out of the Dominican Republic in 2017. And these are his stats. For the 2023 AAA season, he batted, oh wait, no, they didn't show his batting average, 
but he had 23 home runs, 71 RBIs, .852 OPS in 116 games for the AAA Mets. And this guy was just on a tear, man. It was only a matter of time before they brung him up. Only a matter of time before they brung him up. And let me tell you about what I saw from him. First off, he made a great play. He, we saw him make his first play, and he turns to with Francisco Lindor on a ground ball that was smoked. The ground ball was smoked. Quick hands, boom, he got it. Toss over the second for Lindor. Turned to double play. But his hitting, his hitting, oh my God, his hitting. So his first at-bat, he comes up, no man on. He leads off the inning. And uh, Logan Gilbert, you know, he's he's throwing a he's throwing a nice little gem. And uh, he starts off Ronnie Mauricio throwing him crap. He threw him crap. He threw him two curves, two sliders. But you know, Ronnie Mauricio was very patient, and he waited for that fastball. Fastball came, bam. 117 miles per hour off the bat for a double in his first career hit. Let's go. His first career hit. His first career hit, 117 miles per hour off of the bat. And let me tell you, this is kind of a sad stat. I don't want to say this stat. But this is the hardest hit ball by any New York Mets player this whole entire season. So you guys heard that right, right? You guys heard that? Ronnie Mauricio, a rookie who they just called up in his first at-bat, hits a 117-mile-per-hour double off of his bat for his first career hit. And the hardest hit ball that any Mets player has hit this season. Can you believe that? Can you believe that, man? What a freaking stud, man. What a stud. You know, he had a great at-bat. He took the first two pitches. One was called a strike. And he stood in there for the fastball and launched it over the right fielder's head. You know, the Mets are going to met. You know, they didn't drive in the rookie after getting the leadoff double. But, wow, what a shot. Ronnie comes up again, uh, his second at-bat. He struck out on three pitches. He struck out on three pitches. Logan Gilbert, you know, he pitched to him backwards this time. He threw him a first-pitch fastball instead of a first-pitch curve, which was the first, you know, which, 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 which is what happened in the last at-bat. But he pitches him, you know, he throws him a first-pitch fastball, and then he strikes him out on three pitches. Tough at bat, you know, for Mauricio, but, you know, he's still he's still a stud. Third at bat for Mauricio, his final at bat of the day, and he's going out there, and he's being aggressive. He, he hits a single against the shift. Hits a single against the shift, man. Two for three on his debut in second base for Ronnie Mauricio, man. Just a... Beautiful, 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 you know, introduction to the season from Ronnie Mauricio. You know, he had a great debut. He's a humble and gracious player, 
and he's ready to provide for this Mets team. Great post-game interview, but they asked him a question, you know, what would he like to do with the Mets, you know, for the remaining of the season? He said an honest answer, you know, he just wants to provide and, you know, support the team as best as possible. But I would have liked him to say, hey, I want us to push for that last wild card spot. You know, let's make some history. Let's make some history. Let's push for that last wild card spot. And let's just make history, man. Let's make history. I would have loved to hear him say that. That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. But nonetheless, the Mets win 2-1 to one against the hot Seattle Mariners. They play, uh, they play today. They're playing right now. You know, like I said, this episode was to be was supposed to be out a lot earlier, but it is what it is. And uh, yeah, man, that's the New York Mets, man. Ronnie Mauricio, the future. Now let's go into the New York Yankees, man. Let's get it. The New York Yankees call up some of their highly anticipated prospects. Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells. Little thing about Jason Dominguez, I remember I remember watching a Yankee game and hearing about the Jason Dominguez signing. The Martian, Jason Dominguez. Yo, this guy is a monster, bro. He's buff, he's strong, he's fast. Oh my god, this dude is he's a switch hitter. Plays outfield. He was born on February 7th, 2003 in DR. You know, the Yankees signed him on July 2nd, 2009 for a team record $5.1 million. You know, they signed him as an international free agent out of the DR. You know, he only played in nine games in AAA before getting called up. And for those nine games, he batted 419 with 19 RBIs. Wow. In just nine games, he batted 419. And had 19 RBIs. Can you... you, No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My mistake. He had 10 RBIs. He batted 419. And he had 10 RBIs in his first nine games in AAA. Talk about adjusting to harder competition. He spent three seasons in the minors and was able to hit 260. He was able to hit 266 with 36 homers and 154 RBIs. 296 hits in total, man. What a stud, man. What a stud. Let's hear it for that guy. Let's hear it for him. It was only a matter of time before Jason Dominguez was called up because the man could have been called up in his first year, man. He was such a beast, yo. He's he's got power from both sides. He got crazy speed. He's got a good arm. And he's just a big kid, man. Big, huge kid. Huge kid. The Yankees also called up Austin Wells. Austin Wells, a left-handed, a left-handed hitting catcher, born on July 12, 1999. He was drafted by the Yankees with the 28th pick in the 2020 draft. In three seasons in the minors, he batted 260 with 53 homers and 213 RBIs. 213 RBIs. He's getting the start. At catcher, Dominguez is getting the start at center. He's bad. Dominguez is batting fifth. Wells. <clears throat> Wells. 
Let me just make sure. Austin Wells. <clears throat> Austin Wells was batting seventh. Batted seventh. He batted seventh. Catching. And uh, it's pretty good, man. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yankees come into this game. After a season, after uh, a series win over the uh, <clears throat> over the Detroit Tigers. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just getting, just getting my notes in order real fast. Okay. Okay, so the Yankees come into this game after a series win over the Detroit Tigers. And we're just going to get right into it, man. Get right into it. DJ LeMayu hits a leadoff homer against Justin Verlander and the Astros in the top of the first. And then guess what? Guess what? Later in the inning, Jason Dominguez batting fifth. Against Justin Verlander in his first at bat, takes a first pitch curve. Second pitch, 94 mile per hour fastball. Bam! You know what that means. Bam! Bam! Blagata! Opposite field homer on the second pitch of the at bat, and it was a no doubter. No doubt about it. From Jason Dominguez, a two-run homer in his first at-bat against Justin Verlander in Houston. And he just has a no-doubter, man. No doubt about it. Yankees up 3-0 off of two home runs in the first inning. And let me tell you something crazy. The last Yankee to ever hit a homer in their first at bat was none other than the captain Aaron Judge pretty good history man history is on his side history is on his side man wow wowie wow wow so he hits a bomb in his first at bat his second at bat um, he hit a line out you know, his swing is looking really good. He's making good contact early in the count, being aggressive. His third at bat, he grounded out up the middle on the first pitch. He's, he's He was not letting no pitches go by. No pitches. This guy was being aggressive. He liked what he saw, and he was going out there and taking it. Not letting the game come to him. He was going out there and taking it. He was being very aggressive, which I love to see. You know, in his fourth at bat, he actually worked a solid count. He worked a solid count. He took pitches, check swing, and he had a he had a fly out to center field. He just missed it. Just missed it. But his swing is looking really good. He made some good plays in the outfield, tracking the ball good. 
And overall, solid debut by Jason Dominguez. Solid debut from Jason Dominguez. You know, this is the future of the Yankees. I would, I would, they, they released Harrison Bader. So this guy has center field written all over him, man. He definitely should be playing center field for the New York Yankees next year. I don't know who else. I don't know who else you would, you would, you would put out there. I mean, you got rid of Bader, so this is your next best option, man. Next best option. So Dominguez had a good, had a good debut. I'll talk about Wells later. Let me just finish the game. So the Yankees have four home runs in this game against Verlander. They have four home runs against Verlander, and they scored six runs. Judge hit a bomb. Stanton hit a bomb. DJ hit a bomb, and Jason Dominguez hit a bomb. That's four homers right there. Giancarlo hit a bomb, no doubt about it, for two runs. Judge hit a bomb off of a hangy slider from Verlander, dead center, for his 250th home run. The fastest player in MLB history to reach uh, 250 home runs. Verlander got his, got rocked. Love to see that. But, you know, Rodon, guys. Rodon, Carlos Rodon did not look good at all. Even though he pitched five five innings, he got three hits, three runs. I mean, three hits, two runs, one base on ball, and four Ks. But during his whole his whole outing, he did not look comfortable at all. I just, oh my God, Rodon looked like he was laboring every single pitch. He looked like he was laboring out there on every single pitch. He couldn't locate. He gave up a bomb to Jose Abreu off of a hand, off of a slider. He had 32 pitches <coughs> in the second inning. In the second inning. 32 pitches in the second inning. Rodon just you know he he if it wasn't for the for the for the run support, it probably would have been a horrible game for him. Probably would have been a horrible game. Because like this guy, he doesn't have it, man. He does not have it. He does not have it. It was a tough game for him yesterday, but, you know, he was able to, you know, keep the lead, get the W. But he just didn't look, he he didn't look, he didn't look intimidating out there. Like, his fastball was like 94. His, his stuff was all over the place. I don't know, man. Rodon is not it. Not it. But nonetheless, he got the, he got the win. Five innings pitch, four Ks, two earned runs. The Yankees won six to two. And last but not least, we're gonna talk about Austin Wells and his debut. You know, he had a oh my god, his first at bat, he worked up a full count. He worked up a full count in his at bat. And he got a base hit in his first at-bat. Let's freaking go. Shout out to Austin Wells on a hit in his first career at-bat, man. First career at-bat. I like what I saw. I like what I saw. You know? He had a really good at-bat, really good eye. Very uh, disciplined out there. 
And he just did his thing, man. He did his thing. His second at-bat, he got two curves to start off the second at-bat. But he popped up. You know, he got jammed on the fastball after the two curves. His third at-bat, um, he grounded into a double play. Even though it was a hard-hit ball. It was a hard-hit ball. You know, the shift. And, uh, you know, he grounded into a double play. His fourth at-bat, he flew out. Fourth at bat, he flew out. Overall, solid performance from from Austin Wells. You know, he called a good game. Scoreless by the bullpen. Rodon only gave up two runs. It was a little trouble having, getting it on the same page as Rodon. But nonetheless, he called a good game. Yankees won. He got a hit. This is a successful, successful day for New York baseball. Yesterday. Successful day. We got a we got we got a chance to look at the future and let me tell you it's looking bright baby it's looking bright Ronnie Mauricio switch hitting second baseman guy's six six man hitting the ball 117 miles off the bat Jason Dominguez homering in his first at bat against Justin Verlander Verlander guys we're talking about Verlander we're not talking about no freaking Josiah Gray or Patrick Corbin. We're not talking about any of those guys. We're talking about... Sorry, guys. I was getting a call, which is very, very unprofessional. Sorry. But nonetheless, you know... We hit it off of Verlander, man. Verlander. Verlander's not no freaking... No pushover, man. Verlander's a dog. And uh, Austin Wells working good at bats, catching the ball, lefty. Just very good stuff. Very good stuff from the Yankees. I'm I'm happy to see that they uh, you know that they that they are bringing up the guys up, giving them chances. Cause last time they did this, they got Aaron Judge, Tyler Austin. Next year, they made it to the ALCS. You know, Judge win Rookie of the Year. Even though the the Astros cheated that year, but I remember I remember clearly, man. The year before, they brung up Aaron Judge, Tyler Austin. Both of those guys went deep in their first uh, their first at bats. Then the next season, it was supposed to be a rebuild year. These guys made it to the ALCS. Made it to the ALCS. So, you know, Yankees on the right track. Yankees on the right track. Mets. Mets got to keep giving the young guys more opportunities. Brett Beatty, Vientos, Mauricio. He's got the future, man. The future is bright. And that's all for the for the sports talk, man. Let's get into the Bible talk, man. Let's get it. Get into the Bible talk, baby. Bible. Bible talk, guys. And I remember last time, you know, we didn't uh, we didn't get to finish a chapter because we have to go to church. But you know, we're gonna do two chapters today. We're gonna do two chapters. We're gonna do some good reading. And uh, the last thing I said was that Joseph named the second son Ephraim. Joseph gave him this name because he said. 
I had great troubles. But God has made me successful in everything. Oh, man, that was a powerful line. That was a powerful line. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Let's get right into it, man. Genesis 41, line 53. For seven years, people had all the food they needed. But those years ended. Then the seven years of hunger began. Just as Joseph had said. No food grew anywhere. In any of the countries in that area. But in Egypt, people had plenty to eat because Joseph had stored the grain. The famine began and the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Pharaoh said to the Egyptian people, go ask Joseph what to do. There was famine everywhere. So Joseph gave the people grain from the warehouses. He sold the stored grain to the people of Egypt. The famine was bad in Egypt. But the famine was bad everywhere. So people from the countries around Egypt had to come to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain. During the famine in Canaan, Canaan, Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt. So he said to his sons, why are you here? Why are you sitting here doing nothing? I have heard that there is grain for sale in Egypt. Go there and buy grain for us so that we will live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went to buy went to Egypt to buy grain. Jacob did not send Benjamin. Benjamin was Joseph's only full brother. Jacob was afraid that something bad might happen to Benjamin. The famine was very bad in Canaan. So there were many people from Canaan who went to Egypt to buy grain. Among them were the sons of Israel. Jacob. Joseph was the governor of Egypt at the time. He was the one who checked the sale of grain to people who came to Egypt to buy. Joseph's brothers came to him and bowed before him. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized him, but he acted like he didn't know them. He was rude when he spoke to them. He said, where do you come from? The brothers answered, we have came, we have come from the land of Canaan to buy food. Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not know who he was. Then Joseph remembered the dreams that he had about his brothers. Joseph said to his brothers, you have not took. You have not come to buy food. You are spies. You came to learn where we are weak. But the brothers said to him, No, sir, we come as your servants. We have only come to buy food. We are all brothers. We all have the same father. We are honest men. We have come only to buy food. Then Joseph said to them, No, you have come to spy on us. The brothers said, No, sir. We come as servants from Canaan. We are all brothers, sons of the same father. There were 12 brothers in our family. 
Our youngest brother is still at home with our father, and our other brother died a long time ago. But Joseph said to them, No, I can see that I am right. You are spies, but I will let you prove that you are telling the truth. In the name of the Pharaoh, I swear that I will not let you go until your youngest brother comes here. One of you must go back to get your youngest brother while the rest of you stay here in prison. Then we can prove whether you are telling the truth or not. If you are not telling the truth, then by Pharaoh, I swear that you are spies. Then Joseph put them all in prison for three days. After three days, Joseph said to them, I am a God-fearing man. Do this and I will let you live. If you are honest men, one of your brothers can stay here in prison and the others can go and carry grain back to your people. But then you must bring your youngest brother back here to me. Then I will know that you are telling the truth and you will not have to die. The brothers agreed to this. They said to each other, We are being punished for the bad thing we did to our younger brother Joseph. We saw the trouble he was in. He begged us to save him, but we refused to listen. So now we are in trouble. Then Reuben said to them, I told you not to do anything bad to that boy, but you refused to listen to me. Now we are being punished for his death. Joseph was using an interpreter to talk to his brothers so that so the brothers did not know he understood their language. He heard and understood everything they said, and that made him want to cry. So he turned away and left the room. When he came back, he took one of the brothers, Simeon, and tied him up while the others watched. Joseph told the servants to fill the bags with grain. The brothers had given Joseph to the money. The brothers had given Joseph the money for the grain, but he didn't keep the money. He put the money in the bags of grain, then he gave them what they would need for their trip back home. So the brothers put the grain on the donkeys and left. That night, the brothers stopped at a place to spend the night. One of the brothers opened his sack to get some grain for his donkey, and he, and in the sack he saw his money. He said to the brothers, Look, here's the money I paid for the grain. Someone put the money back in my sack. They were very afraid. They said to one another, What is God doing to us? The brothers went back to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. In the land of Canaan. Canaan, Canaan, I'm sorry guys. They told him about everything that had happened. They said the governor of that country spoke rudely to us. He thought that we were spies. We told him we are not spies. We are honest men. There are 12 of us brothers. All from the same father, but one of our brothers is no longer living, and the youngest is still at home with our father in Canaan. Then the governor of that country said to us, Here is a way to prove that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me. Take your grain back to your families. Bring your youngest brother to me. Then I will know if you are honest men or if you were sent from an army to destroy us. If you are telling the truth, I will give you your brother back to you. I will give him to you 
and you will be free to buy grain in our country. Then the brothers started taking the grain out of their sacks, and every brother found his bag of money in the sack of grain. When the brothers and their father saw the money, they were afraid. Jacob said to them, Do you want me to lose all my children? Joseph is gone. Simeon is gone. And now you want to take Benjamin away too? But Reuben said to his father, Father, you may kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. Trust me, I will bring him back to you. But Jacob said, I will not let Benjamin go with you. His brother is dead, and he is the only son left from my wife, Rachel. It would kill me if anything happened to him during the trip to Egypt. You would send me to the grave, a very sad old man. The famine was very bad in that country. The people ate all the grain they had brought from Egypt. When the grain was gone, Jacob said to his sons, Go to Egypt and buy some more grain for us to eat. But Judah said to Jacob, But the governor of that country warned us. He said, If you don't bring your brother back to me, I will refuse to talk to you. If you send Benjamin with us, we will go down and buy grain. But if you refuse to send Benjamin, we will not go. The man warned us, not to come back without him. Israel said, Why did you tell him you had another brother? Why? Why did you do such a bad thing to me, huh? The brothers answered. He asked a lot of questions. He wanted to know all about us and about our family. He asked us, Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother at home? We only answered his questions. We didn't know he would ask us. He would ask us to bring our brother to him. Then Judah said to his father, Israel, let Benjamin go with me. I will take care of him. We have to go to Egypt to get food. If we don't go, we will all die, including our children. I will make sure he is safe. I will be responsible for him. If I don't bring him back to you, you can blame me forever. If you had let us go before, we could have already made two trips for food. Then their father Israel said, if it is really true, take Benjamin with you. But take some gifts to the governor. Take some of the things we have been able to gather in our land. Take him some honey, pistachio nuts, almonds, spices, and myrrh. Take twice as much money with you this time. Take the money that was given back to you after you paid last time. Maybe the governor made a mistake. Take Benjamin and go back to the man. I pray that God All-Powerful will help you when you stand before the governor. I pray, I pray that he will let Benjamin and also Simeon come back safely. If not, I will again be sad from losing my children. <clears throat> So the brothers, the brothers took the gifts to the governor, took the gifts to the governor, and the brothers took twice as much money with them as they took the first time. <laughs> the brother... brother this time Benjamin went with the brothers to Egypt 
When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to his servant, Bring these men into my house. Kill an animal and cook it. They will eat with me at noon today. The servant did as he told. He brought these men into Joseph's house. The brothers were afraid when they were taken to Joseph's house, Joseph's house and said, We have been brought here because of the money that was put back in our sacks the last time. They will use this as proof against us and steal our donkeys and make us slaves. So the brothers went to the servant in charge of Joseph's house. <clears throat> they said, Sir, I promise this is the truth. The last time we came, we came to buy food. On the way home, we opened our sacks and found money in every sack. We don't know how it got there, but we brought that money with us to give it back to you. We have brought more money to pay for the food that we want to buy this time. But the servant answered, Don't be afraid. Believe me. Your God, the God of your father, must have put the money in your sack as a gift. I remember that you paid me for the grain last time. Then the servant brought Simeon out of prison. The servant led the men into Joseph's house. He gave them water and they washed their feet. Then he fed their donkeys. The brothers heard that they were going to eat with Joseph, so they worked until noon, preparing their gifts for him. When Joseph came home, the brothers gave him the gifts they had brought with them. Then they bowed down to the ground in front of him. Joseph's, Joseph asked, Joseph asked them how they were doing. <clears throat> then he said, How is your elderly father you told me about? Is he still alive? The brothers answered, Yes, sir, our father is still alive. And they again bowed before Joseph. Then Joseph saw his brother Benjamin. Joseph said, Is this your youngest brother that you told me about? Then Joseph said to Benjamin, God bless you, my son. Joseph felt a strong desire to show his brother Benjamin that he loved him. He was about to cry and didn't want his brothers to see him. So he ran into his private room and cried there. Then Joseph washed his face and came out. He regained control of himself and said, Now it is time to eat. The, service seated, the servants seated Joseph at a table by himself. His brothers were at another table by themselves, and the Egyptians were at a table by themselves. The Egyptians believed that it was wrong for them to eat with Hebrews. Joseph's brothers were seated at the table facing him. The brothers were looking at each other because, to their surprise, they had been seated in order from oldest to the youngest. Servants were taking food from Joseph's table and bringing it to them. But the servants gave Benjamin five times more than the others. The brothers continued. The brothers continued to eat and drink with Joseph until they were drunk. They were drunk. Hello? Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. I was just checking to see if the mic was still on. Hopefully, you know... All the audio is good by the end of this episode. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. That is the conclusion. 
you know, of the Jesus part, of the Bible talk. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 17 of Sports with Jesus. I told you I was going to do it this week, and we did it, baby. We did it right at the deadline. <laughs> but again, guys, you know, thank you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be talking to you guys. Soon we're going to be doing this on a bigger stage, man. Bigger stage. Soon we're going to be putting some cameras. Soon we're going to be on YouTube. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. Thank you guys again, man. Thank you guys for, you know, listening, spending time with me. You know, you know how to reach me, man. You know how to reach me, Erd. I'll catch you guys in episode 18, man. Let's get it. Sports with Jesus. Out. Out.